Welcome to the Far Out Podcast. Tonight is New Year's Eve 2020, and I'm your host, Frank Hannon. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Far Out Podcast, Episode 7. Tonight is New Year's Eve 2020, the last night of 2019, and honestly, I wasn't going to do a podcast today. I woke up feeling pretty horrible, and I called one of my friends and canceled the interview I had lined up. But then I started thinking, you know, it's New Year's Eve 2020. It's never going to come around again. And who would have thought that we'd ever see 2020? I mean, I remember being a kid and thinking 1999 was like the future. There was a a show on TV called Space 1999 or something like that. And it seemed so far away. Now here we are, 2020. The future is here. I'm able to come up into my studio and talk into this microphone and talk to a bunch of my friends around the world in an instant. I'm glad you're listening. If you're home alone, not doing anything, then this one's for you because this is nothing fancy. I'm not going to do any editing. There's no interviews. There's uh, no crazy sound effects like I've been doing on my other podcasts. I'm just going to sit here and talk a little bit about New Year's Eve and and some of the things that have happened over the course of my life on New Year's Eve, some of the shows I've done, and just kind of reflect on some things. Lately, I've been going crazy uh, with the beer and the podcasts and the shows. And, you know, this is all after Tesla did over 100 shows this year. We went to Europe. We went to Canada. We opened for Def Leppard. We headlined. We put out that Shock album. Uh, We recorded in Abbey Road Studio. I mean, Tesla was freaking busy this year. And then we came home and I even got more busy. And I think I'm paying for it because right now I'm not feeling too hot. My ears are ringing. uh, My back is hurting. And basically, I just did not want to get out of bed today. But I didn't want to pass up this opportunity to talk to you on New Year's Eve and share some stories that I've been thinking about because I was originally planning on doing a podcast today and I had some interviews lined up that I canceled. But anyway, here we are tonight. It's 6.56 in California. Uh, So it's still early on the East Coast. I'm going to try to wrap this one up and get it up and posted before midnight so we can share this New Year's Eve together, 2020. I got a feeling that a lot of you are staying home tonight. So uh, I'm glad to be in your home with you sharing this New Year's Eve, and I'm going to tell you some stories about previous New Year's Eve shows that I've done over the years. So uh, let me grab this little notebook here. I took some notes here the past couple days. All right. So let me see. Last year on New Year's Eve, uh, the Frank Hannon Band uh, was invited to open for Y&T in my hometown of Sacramento, California at Ace of Spades. Now, Y&T are great friends of mine. Dave and Jill have always treated me so well. And my great friend Aaron Lee plays bass with Y&T now. And he was in my band previously. A lot of you know who Aaron is. He's living the dream playing with Y&T now. And I'm so happy for him. 
Also, last year on New Year's Eve, Randy Hansen came down and sat in with my band, played a few songs with us at the Y&T show and brought in the new year. Randy Hansen is the ultimate Jimi Hendrix tribute artist. In fact, he is the original tribute artist. There's so many tribute bands now, but in the 70s, Randy Hansen started paying tribute to Jimi Hendrix, and he is just freaking awesome. You got to check him out. He's also in my Hush video, and he recorded on my one place from one place to another album and he's a great friend and he's awesome so check out Randy Hansen he played on my from one place to another album which leads me to another great friend who is Paul Jackson Paul Jackson plays in Blackberry Smoke and he just had a birthday his birthday ironically is right before New Year's Eve just yesterday and the year before last I went out and saw Blackberry Smoke open for Willie Nelson in Austin Texas and the way that came about was I got offered to play guitar and sing on the Moody Blues Cruise, which was happening right after the first of the year. And so I decided that I would stop in Austin on my way to Florida and visit my friends in Blackberry Smoke and visit Paul Jackson and and wish him a happy birthday and see Willie Nelson. Which brings me to Lucas Nelson. I'm a huge fan of Lucas Nelson. I covered one of his songs on From One Place to Another. It's called Four Letter Word. And so I wanted to stop in Austin, Texas on my way to Florida to see Willie Nelson and Lucas Nelson and Blackberry Smoke and celebrate Paul Jackson's birthday. And so that's what I did. And it was a lot of fun. But here's a funny story about that night. I waited in line to hopefully meet Willie Nelson because I'm a huge fan. Of course, everyone loves Willie. And I stood in line behind a curtain and security was being really tight. And they were escorting uh, these famous musicians in one at a time to get to talk to Willie. Like Billy Gibbons was there. Uh, I can't remember who else. Maybe Keith Urban or somebody. And uh, even Blackberry Smoke had to stand in line. And right when it came to me, they said, nope denied you cannot meet Willie uh you're not famous enough or something I don't know I don't think Willie had anything to do with it I think it was just security and the the venue and security was tight but I'm still a huge fan of Willie and Lucas and of course Blackberry Smoke and I had a great time even though I was inches away from Willie I mean I could literally see Willie right there I mean he was five feet away from me behind the curtain and I was just sitting there like a heartbroken fan just going oh man I just want to talk to Willie but it didn't work out But needless to say, I still had a great time, and the next morning, I caught a flight and flew into Florida, got on the ship, and that's how Randy Hansen and I connected. Uh, Randy was jamming on the Moody Blues cruise, and he invited me to get on stage with him and play Purple Haze, and we hung out on the balcony, and we uh, smoked a little bit and watched the ocean go by, and we had a great time. So that was a special memory there, that little trip I took there two years ago on New Year's Eve. Oh, and which also reminds me, the night before the Willie Nelson concert, I jammed with my good friend Joe Hell in Austin, Texas. He booked a gig and he learned a bunch of my songs, not Tesla songs, but my songs like Eye of the Mind and Electric Warrior and... Gypsy Highway and Joe Hell and his band learned those songs and we put on a gig at a little theater there in Austin, Texas the night before New Year's Eve and a lot of you, uh, not a lot of you, but a few of you that are listening were there. You guys flew in and checked it out and 
You know who you are. I have a few diehard fans that always support me no matter where I am. You fly out and see my gigs, and I really appreciate that. You guys were there um, on New Year's Eve Eve 2018 in Austin, Texas. So getting back to my list here of New Year's Eve memories, um, I'm going to rewind it now all the way to 1990-91. New Year's Eve 1991, Tesla flew to Tokyo and we opened up for Metallica at the Tokyo Dome in 1991. And that was pretty wild because that was the only show we had on that trip, I believe, uh, that I can remember anyway. We flew there specially to open for Metallica. And a funny thing happened with the Japanese fans. Uh, somewhere along the lines, I guess I had mentioned Ultraman in one of my interviews. Ultraman was a, a TV show that I used to watch as a kid in the 70s. It was a a robot who used to fight dinosaurs. And so some fans brought me an Ultraman mask. And when Tommy and I would trade off guitar solos on Coming At You Live, I put the Ultraman mask on and came out there and he and I had the guitar battle at the Tokyo Dome. And I was dressed up like Ultraman for a minute there. And <laughs> that was a lot of fun. So anyway, that's a memory there of New Year's Eve 1991 of Tesla and Metallica at the Tokyo Dome. And then on the way home from that trip, we stopped in Hawaii and uh, my ex-wife was with me there and just was not a good time. And there was a band jamming at the Holiday Inn and I got up and jammed with that band and she was like, you just want to jam with everybody. And you know what? She was right. I guess the only time I was happy at that time was when I was jamming with other musicians. <laughs> So anyway, that's a little personal story there. I'll just leave it at that. Uh, flew home from Hawaii on that trip, landed in San Francisco, and then took a short flight from San Francisco to Sacramento. And that was the most turbulent flight I'd ever been on. There was a thunderstorm. Jeff Keith and his wife... They were on the flight with us and we were screaming at the top of our lungs because we thought we were going down. It was like a scene out of a movie. There was lightning and thunder and the plane was shaking all over the place. But 30 minutes later, we landed in Sacramento and got home. So speaking of Tesla, Tesla's had some huge New Year's Eve concerts at Arco Arena. Uh, one of them in particular was 1993 New Year's Eve where Atomic Circus opened up for us. And Atomic Circus was a local band, some friends of mine that I got on the gig. And, you know, even back then, I used to try to help local musicians and produce them and uh, coach these bands. And I, I coached Atomic Circus. I produced uh, an album for them. It never went anywhere, but because, you know, they broke up or something, I don't know. But it was a great time. And Atomic Circus, my friends were on the bill, and we brought in the New Year's Eve that night, 1993. But what I do remember about that is I was living in the mountains at that time, up in Pollock Pines, and there was a huge snowstorm. And on my way to the gig, I got stuck in the snow and I was supposed to be there by eight o'clock to be ready for the show. But here I was stuck in the snow trying to get myself shoveled out on this mountain road up in Pollock Pines. I lived on a dirt road uh, in the middle of this canyon and I was stuck. 
And thank God someone came along with a truck and a winch and they pulled me out and I got myself unstuck and down to the gig and I got there barely in time to catch the last Atomic Circus song and then get ready to bring in the new year with Tesla. So uh, needless to say, I'll never do that again. (laughs) Get myself stuck in the snow on the night of a New Year's Eve show. Oh, but wait a minute. That just reminds me of when I played New Year's Eve up in... North Shore, Tahoe, I don't remember what year it was, it must have been 2002 or three or something, I don't remember what year it was, but it was the night before New Year's Eve, and the Frank Hannon band went up to North Shore, Tahoe, and we got snowed in on the way back, because we were scheduled to play New Year's Eve at the Roadhouse in Sacramento, that's right, and we were coming back. We got snowed in and we got stuck in Truckee, California on Highway 80 on the way back. And so they made us get off the freeway and I pulled into a Safeway parking lot and we were in my crew cab Chevy pickup truck. It was me and three other guys. We were freezing our ass off and so the Safeway was open and I went in there and they had some huge teddy bears for sale up there above the uh, frozen section there. They had these teddy bears sitting up there and I bought each guy in the band a huge teddy bear and brought it out to the truck to serve as blankets so we could stay warm. And we affectionately called that the Teddy Bear Tour, uh, New Year's Eve. And I'm going to guess that was 94 or 5. I can't really remember. Jess, Jester, if you're listening, I think you were there on the Teddy Bear Tour. Uh, send me a message, bro, and remind me what year that was, because it's a great memory, but it's kind of a blur. I can't remember what year the teddy bear tour. So I'm going to bounce around a little bit as I recall all these New Year's Eve memories of shows that I've done over the years. When I came up to the studio just now, I saw a poster from New Year's Eve 2011 that I did at the Strikes bowling alley in Roseville, California. Uh, This show was pretty special because we also sponsored a charity event that night and we raised $10,000 for the Wounded Warriors Project. And so that was pretty cool. And the reason that was such a success was that was the first time that I ever hired a marketing company to uh, promote one of my New Year's Eve shows. And the funny thing about that was, is they had a big picture of me on a billboard right there off of Highway 80 by Cal Expo. And whenever uh, I would drive on the highway there, there would be this big billboard picture of me and my show for New Year's Eve. And it was kind of embarrassing, actually, to see my big face up there on that billboard. So anyway, that that was a funny memory. Uh, Let's see. Uh, I used to have a band called Kaleidoscope that was a side project that I did for a long time with my good friend Robbie. And here's a funny story about a New Year's Eve show. I don't remember exactly what year it was, but it was a few years ago I got invited to open for Sticks. Uh, my good friend Charlie Brusco uh, was managing Sticks at the time, and I don't know if Tesla was on a hiatus or we were having problems. Tommy was out of the band. I don't remember. It must have been around 2004 or something like that. Anyway, we drove the RV to Las Vegas. Uh, I think it was Caesar's Palace or something. Sticks was bringing in the new year, and my band kaleidoscope with Robbie Ferrosi and myself and I don't remember who was playing bass 
Anyway, we got down there and we were scheduled to go on at nine o'clock and it was a very strict curfew because Styx was going to bring in the New Year's, at, you know, at midnight. And Robbie got the idea to run up to the hotel room to go get something out of the room. And here it is, nine o'clock. He got stuck in the elevator, just like me getting stuck in the snow on that last story I told you about New Year's Eve there. <laughs> Robbie got stuck in the elevator and Charlie Brusco, who's a pretty big, intimidating guy there. And a couple of his bodyguards for sticks were looking at me and pointing at their watch going, come on, boy, it's time to get on stage. And I had no drummer. So I had to get out there and play a guitar solo. I think I played the national anthem or something like that, or maybe one of my uh, renditions of Auld Lang Syne. I can't remember. I think I did a combination of those. And while I'm playing my guitar solo to start the show on New Year's Eve, opening for Sticks, here comes Robbie in the front door, running to the stage through the crowd with his his big hair and his crazy costume that he had gotten dressed up up in the hotel room. He was, and the poor guy's only got one leg, so he couldn't really run. He was more hopping more than running, trying to get through the crowd to get on stage while I'm doing the national anthem to start the show and I turn around and I see Charlie Brusco and his bodyguards there for sticks laughing at me because they knew the predicament I was in and now anyway that was a funny New Year's Eve moment Speaking of Kaleidoscope with Robbie Ferrosi, uh, we've done a ton of New Year's Eve shows at the Boardwalk in Orangevale, and we just recently played there uh, with the Frank Hannon Band and Austin Moe and had a great show recently. But uh, the Boardwalk in Orangevale has always been a huge supporter of mine, and I've, I've probably done four or five New Year's Eve shows there. Let's see, what am I forgetting? Um, oh, New Year's Eve 2005, I think it was. Uh, downtown Old Sacramento, uh, Frank Hannon Band was playing uh, next to the river there. Uh, there was a big fireworks show. Uh, what was special about that show is that was the first time I had ever met my father. Uh, I didn't know my father growing up. Uh, he disappeared when I was a baby and reappeared on New Year's Eve uh, 2005, I think it was. And uh, we've had a great friendship ever since. And it really was a great event for me in my life because it answered a lot of questions about uh, me as a man and, my, you know, where I came from as far as genetics go. And uh, he's my friend, Freddie Sherman Alfred Hannon. Uh, I'm glad that I met him on New Year's Eve. So anyway, I'm doing this podcast on New Year's Eve because I'm figuring that a lot of you who are in my age group are staying home tonight and probably uh, maybe watching New Year's Eve ball going on in New York, maybe uh, just celebrating with your loved one, or maybe you're alone. I don't know. I hope this uh, recap of some New Year's Eve shows was entertaining for you and and I'm just going to wrap it up because, like I said earlier, I need some rest, man. Just thinking about all the shows and everything that I've done this year alone in 2019 is uh, tiring enough. So take it easy on New Year's Day and get ready to rock this 2020 year coming up. Tesla's going to be on the road. We're going to be on the Monsters of Rock cruise here in February. Uh, going to be at the NAMM show in January at the Gibson Guitar Booth. Uh, already just thinking about all the stuff coming up is uh, getting my heart pumping. So 
tonight I'm staying home, and if you're staying home, I hope you enjoyed this podcast. Be sure to go to my Instagram page or my Facebook page and post a message, leave a comment about the podcast, and until I see you on the road, please be safe and have a very, very happy new year. (laughs) 